Josh, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Square Table where we give advice and answer the hard questions about life. It's your boy yeah, Jay Lee. Master's degrees. Oh, There's two out of three hey. master's degrees complete. Okay. And we got master's welcome, degrees. Turn up. Welcome back. I have, I think I'm counting six months left until I'm kicked off the square like table that. for not having a master's because I'm the only oh. one left. Hey. I, de- I defended my master's. Hey. Success. Can we get can we get a round of applause for my man, the master of teaching and education, my man DJ <laughs> Shay. The undefeated best teacher of all time. I did it. I did it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm done. I'm finished. Someone said principal in the future, you know? Yo. They were whispering own school. It was crazy. <laughs> Valedictorian? What? Come on, man. Cum loud. Don't, don't be sleeping on my boy Shay Shay, bro. It's lit. It's lit. Congratulations, how how was it, Shay? I know we, we put the blessings up for you, dog. How was the bro. how is defending your master, bro? How did bro, that go? It was, it was yo, you know what's funny? Um it was it was it was cake like it really was like it was really like the work leading up to the actual master's defense was hard once i got in there and i started flowing i just started talking about like my um my my research and all my um my data yeah dog it was like it was 15 minutes went by like fucking that yeah it crazy. it's only 15 minutes it was a 15 i have 15 minutes well that's which is that that's the hard part about it is that you have to talk about all those like you have to really like sell your point in 15 in minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. So that's not a that's it's not a lot of time it's like an all. elevator pitch for masters yeah right. i think it's harder it's, it's i think it's harder than an elevator pitch mm. i don't think but i have to do that for it's my, liz, 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 liz. you know what's funny since Drunk cars. <laughs> I defended. I defended my masters on Friday of yeah. last week, and the following Thursday, I taught a graduate class. You taught a graduate oh. class. Yeah. So Woo! now that you're like the king, I taught, I taught a graduate class on on the following Thursday. I taught grad students. Now that you're the master of Teach for America, what what what's next? <laughs> what's the next step for for Shay Shay? Bro, next step is I'm trying to doctorate. We I'm trying to go to UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, and get this PhD Ooh. in um, educational leadership and in, in Africana studies, dog. That's what, right, so this is what I want to say. Okay, this is what I want to say before we go any further. That will never be a requirement for the square table. We are not, <laughs> yeah, no. We are PhDs, not raising no. PhDs, bro. I can't. Uh-uh. I can't follow you. You've gone down a path I can't no. follow, bro. <laughs> no sir. More power no, sir. to you, though. I can't wait to call you, Doctor. Uh, Shay Shay, I can't Dr. wait. Shay Shay, Doctor Shay Shay, I can't wait, bro. But when that happens, bro, that's my that's my that next is- move. I'm taking a year off though. Like I need I need a break. Yeah, like I need a break. Well, so in that in that year, you know, maybe we could see you more. I don't know. You will see me more. You will okay. be shocked. Let's 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 let I shall emerge from my cocoon. Josh, I know you probably don't have anything as lit as Shay Shay going on right now. What's what's, what's up with you? <laughs> I got bro. I'm still uneducated. Um, 
I still don't know where I'm moving to next. Um, you still haven't found out yet? When did you find out? They told us middle to, mid to end June, so I'm hoping uh, in the next week or so. June ends next week. I know. June, exactly. I was about to say. Like, exactly. But it's all right, because I'm going to be stress-free, because I'm going to St. Thomas on mm. next, well, I, I drive out Friday to the airport in Richmond. Hey. And then we fly to St. Thomas for like five days. Andre you know, I put like Republic. a third. I don't lose you. Huh? It got me scared to drink alcohol. Like I'm afraid to drink alcohol on vacation. That's yep. where they say they think it's coming from is, is the liquor. So I don't know what I'm gonna do, yeah. but okay. Well, what's going on with you, Demo? Not shit, bro. Not shit. You know, I'm still trying to get my life together. You know me. I mean, I've, I've been finding myself in a couple of conundrums, but you know, that's... bro. Can Uh-oh. you tell me about? Oh, I almost died! Hey, bro, I didn't plan. To, I didn't plan to tell you guys about this on the air, but JJ just asked me, so I'm gonna like try to give you the cliff notes. Last episode on the square table, we talked about something that was super relevant, but we're not gonna recap that, so I can tell you guys how I almost died. Oh, In the interest of saving time, this is very relevant. So I met this girl at work, and she was like, "Hey, do you want this like edible or whatever?" And I was like, "Cool, I'll take it." So I took it and it was like a cheesecake. Like it was like a dollar, like a half dollar size cheesecake, right? So mind you, just like some history. It don't even matter why I did it. It doesn't matter. So I went to karaoke <laughs> that night and I ate the whole thing. <clears throat> so she like pulls up and she's like, yo, like, did you eat it yet? And I was like, yeah. She's like, how much did you like do half? I said, no, I ate the whole thing. Her face, everybody listening is not gonna be able to see the face she made. She went like this. <laughs> You ate the, the whole home, the home alone face. And I was like, yeah, like what's the big deal? She was like, no, 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 no. Why would you do that? Like why? And I was like, it was a mini cheesecake. Like, no, no, no. You don't understand. That is a mistake. Like why did you do that? So I can't throw it up now. This like this in the system. I was like, usually, like I could do a whole thing and like I don't feel nothing. And she was like, no, this is not that kind of situation. And so she was like, I'm really worried now. So I immediately start to panic because when someone puts you on and they're like, yo, I'm worried for you, you know it's a problem. Listen, I took this joint at like eight. I was so fucked up. I didn't come down until 4 p.m. the next day. What? Eight? So you took it at 8 p.m.? Bro, listen to what I'm saying to you. I thought I had DID. Like, I thought I had multiple personalities <laughs> and they were all trying to take over my body, bro. Like, you seen Friday when Debo's in, uh, when uh, Smokey's in Debo's mama's chicken coop? Bro, I really felt like I was in the chicken coop. I was shaking, bro. Like, I felt like my body was moving, like, erratically. I thought I was on a ship, right? And every time, like, it was like a load. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ride the wave. Every time I went low, I was like, oh, I'm good. And then, like, when I would go back high again and get, like, fucked up, I would start screaming, mayday, mayday, mayday. Bro, it was, <laughs> bro, it was bad. My homegirl was like, I kept looking at her, and I kept saying, Captain, it was an honor serving with you. <laughs> bro, this is Titanic. You going down with the ship? Done. Bro, done. Like, like... I don't know what I don't I don't know what time I got home, but listen, I I didn't even go home. I went to my friend's house. She took me to her house because I couldn't drive. I was scared, dog. I really thought I was gonna die. I really did. And I told them halfway through the night, I was like, I don't want to say this because y'all gonna be scared. And they were like, what? And I was like, if I like for real, like if I don't come back from this, like tell my mom I'm sorry. Like I really <laughs> fucked. Like this is it. Like I really fucked up my whole life. 
on a whim like this. I don't know how niggas feel on K2, but I think I know now. Bro, what kind of edible was this? Yeah. What? Oh, no, 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 no. How do you, how do you make a delicious like cheesecake so potent? So what? Oh, my God. What kind of edible was oh, this? Moral of the story is don't trust people you meet at work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, disclaimer. I feel like if you're sharing edibles or any type of drug with somebody, that, that should be upfront. Like, look, yeah, I know I it's small, but only take... Yeah, that's the first oh, that's thing you supposed to say. say. Yo, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you this, but don't eat the whole thing. Only right. a little bite. Yo, like, that felt just just etiquette. Kind of don'ts that needed directions. You know how like food what? that you eat has labels. This shit needed a label, bro. Don't. Like I needed to know a serving size because this was not right. Don't like when I tell you, I woke up advice. at like eight. I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning, and my homegirl was like, "Well, I gotta go to work, so I'm gonna drive you back to your car." So I was like, "All right, cool." So I get to the car thinking I'm good. No, dog. I maybe get 15 minutes down the road and I pull over because I just can't. I had to sleep another three hours before I could even make it home. Mind you, this is a Friday that this is happening. So I was supposed to be at work. <laughs> just, just couldn't go to work. Too I hot. Go to work, dog. I came home. I slept literally the whole day. I was done. People was blowing up my phone thinking I was dead. You know, like when you're really like you think you're going to die, you start thinking like stupid shit. Like who's going to show up to my funeral? Like if I end up in the <laughs> hospital because of this, who's so and that don't make it that don't make it any better. Because when you when you, when you smoke, you already get anxiety and you already get like so I, one of my personalities thought that it was from the future and it was trying to, it was trying to give them this beat from the future so that, that we can become millionaires. And I. A beat. Oh, a beat from the future. Like they came back and was like, "Yo, yeah. this 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 beat is gonna be popping in the future." Yeah, yes, make bro. this. I was just talking about how I wish that would happen to me, bro. Like I like I I, I have dreams about how I do that. Like that's something that I think about. Like if bro, I come back bro. and like write all of Michael Jackson's songs and then give them to him for him to sing and then like I become famous for being Michael Jackson's ghostwriter. That's cheating. Literally. It's super cheating. But what if you could do it? Are you serious? I'd make some other decisions about my own life. I thought that I was living in multiple my timelines at once. Like I thought that I was literally living in multiple dimensions at once and we were all influencing our each other's lives at the same time. It was crazy, bro. That's why they that's why the federal government I hope you're not recording this because they're gonna come find us. Oh, now, I am. This is why the federal government doesn't want us to do drugs legally. Because you when you do it, when you get high enough you tap into the multiverse i'm convinced now so tap into the multiverse and that's why they don't want you to know because you'll be able to have control so if you can tap into the multiverse that means it's all in all of us in different portions of our brain that we don't normally access yeah so that's a a thing it's called the the subconscious (laughs) yeah Yeah, actually, it's it's your subconscious. That's what it's called. So if you can actively tap into your subconscious consciously, then it becomes your conscience and not your subconscious. Yeah, through your through through drugs though. Yeah. The thing is, is that some people don't come back from the subconscious; they remain in the subconscious. And the subconscious is where most of your irrational thoughts—not irrational. I take it back. Not irrational. It's where where a lot of. Thoughts that would seem irrational to the, the the conscious live. Well, apparently my uh, subconscious believes I have DID. So DID. 
Well, when you're in your subconscious, it's in this, it's not the idea. It's just another part of you. No, 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 no. I was like changing my voice and shit when I was talking. Like, nah, I think my subconscious really thinks I have DID. Interesting. Hmm. I think we should <laughs> test this theory more. Are you willing to take another cheesecake? Some <laughs> of my personalities are women, though, which I thought was interesting. I actually can't say that I'm surprised. Like, I can have really nice voices, by the way. I think I could understand that. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was really like, um, like nurturing because like she kept saying, don't worry, they're all going to go back tomorrow. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, don't worry, they're all going to go back tomorrow and you'll be fine. And I trusted her and we rode that wave and Captain was there with me. And as with the <laughs> ship was going over. Oh, God. Yeah. Sounds kind of intense. It was so intense, bro. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um Bro, so in in other news. You guys know the BET Awards are on tonight? Yeah. Do you care? No. I don't either. I don't know why I don't. No, no. Not do you know all. there's a whole war in Iran going on? I do know that. Do you care? And that I do care. Well, I, no, there's not a war in Iran. We're, yeah. we're, we are on the brink of war with yeah, Iran. Yeah, we're on the brink of the war with Iran. Yeah. So yeah, do like, you care? I do care about that. Okay, so tell me about it. Well, so here's the thing. Like, I care. Is, yeah, you should care, and I care too because technically you should care too because technically we all fucking still in the contract. No, I'm not. Not release, bro. Dog until 2020, they call you back. Check. Go nah, go. bro, I just I got my go, letter in the mail, bro. They don't even know where I'm at. Read your <laughs> shit. Bro. They don't even know where I'm at right now, bro. <laughs> go reread your shit, bro. And if, like, if okay, we so go to Iran. I have no time. Jobs you know, so to be honest, though, I think I think that the, uh, so this week, this weekend, uh, people don't realize. I don't think people realize how close we came to war mm-hmm. with Iran. All right, right. Um, there was a planned sh- uh, strike yep. on a um, Iranian facility um, in retaliation to Iran blowing up one of our drones, shooting down one of our drones over their airspace. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? We were in their shit, they shot it down and we got mad. So we were about to blow some shit up and kill people. Yeah. Right? I don't say this often, but Donald Trump made the most sense this past weekend when he explained why he didn't go to war with Iran. Although that reason is arguable, Mm -hmm. but what he says is the reason that he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Makes so much sense. I wasn't gonna kill 150 people for them blowing up our drone. Yeah, and when sense. you think about it, it was like, God damn, Donald Trump. That makes sense. That makes sense. You're not going to kill people because they blew up our robot. So like. But, right, there are there are people within his administration that really want to see a war with Iran. Um, There have been people in previous administrations that really wanted a war with Iran as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been able to use diplomacy. Hopefully we continue to use diplomacy um, because a war with Iran is not what we want at all. And it's not what we need. America thinks we are the shit, but Iran will run us that, they gonna run us that fade. It is, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be like um, Iraq or Afghanistan. Like, oh, yeah. 
it's going to be a, a, a full out conventional, like, conventional and asymmetric war where we're getting hit from every which way. By the way, they do have a, a standing army that can fight. Yeah, um, yep, that with, is disciplined. With with with, with um, very decent technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nah, man, like, we don't, we just don't need it. And then on top of that, like, a war with Iran would destabilize the entire economy. Yeah. Right? Like, we get a third of the nation's energy comes from Iran, that, that area. They control one of the most crucial shipping straits um, in, the, in the Middle East. Like, that's not what we want. And I, I don't know why. Do you think, do you think that was a lot, of, probably a lot of the reason why he didn't take that? No, so what, what came out what came out the next day is that <laughs> and this is what fucks this is what like fucks it up, right? Like, it's like what came out the next day is that the reason why the president decided not to strike Iran ten minutes before the strike was supposed to happen was because Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson or somebody told him that if he did it he would never get re- reelected. Right? So like uh multiple issues here, right? Like multiple issues one if this is if this is true one the president is deciding military action based off of re-election and politics and two he's taking military advice from a fox news anchor mm-hmm. and not his um national security advisors which they are his national some of his national security advisors specifically um john bolton is like a warmonger like that's all he wants is war um so like i'm i was happy but i was like not happy at the same time i was like damn that was a good decision not to fucking start a war with iran over a drone but damn you got that good decision from a fox news host like really yeah but it doesn't matter where it came from as long as you made the right call <sighs> i mean yeah, yeah. Because but that, if that, we what, made a different call. Who's to say that if the, you know, will, will Tucker Carlson give him the right information next time? Right? Like, will like when he's, who knows? I don't. You make I you you know this. You make decisions based on the current situation, and if the recommendation came from someone that the recommendation normally wouldn't come from or probably shouldn't come from, like. That would be like you have the recommendation like we probably shouldn't do this because you're talking about taking lives versus just blowing up machinery like if it came from you isn't isn't that really not too much different than it coming from fox news anchor guy yeah but don't nobody the president doesn't come to me for advice in on national security and foreign policy it's right but advice it. doesn't always come directly either like sometimes it could just be some some shit you was watching on tv and you're like damn that's true let me change what I was going to do. At, at, at the end of the day, I don't think that's like, that's not how government was set up. But that's me. It's not how it's supposed to function. I mean, it's, right. it's random. One, you're supposed to have the people, people so the cabinet. people make up the, make the decisions. Yeah, but Ultimately. you're supposed to have people in your cabinet, one, that give you sound advice. Um, And like, it's, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, you know, certain people with certain interests have too much influence within uh this white house but then again isn't that like how it always is yeah so. i mean it's no different like you replace everybody in your cabinet with people that you want so when if a democrat were to take over 
He's going to put all the people he wants there, surround himself with the people that can confirm his own biases. So, uh, that's, a, that's what that it's is? Like, I thought like that was Al a key. Roker making fucking military decisions. It's like... <laughs> That's like if George, if, if George Bush, fucking. Hey, let me tell you something. Called okay. up George Stephanopoulos to, to ask whether or not we should go into Iraq. Like, no. If that's I not, was the not. president, and Brian Gumble told me to do something, I might believe him. I believe Brian Gumble's voice. I don't that's know. I don't know what it is about really it. Crazy that this is happening right now. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so we. I, I know I'll never vote for you. Um, not at all. Gregory Pizarro. 2030. Oh, yes. <laughs> GP, baby. <laughs> Shout out to pizza. <laughs> I just announced. I just announced for him. And you know what's crazy is that I feel like I would vote for somebody I knew before I voted for somebody I didn't know. Just because uh, I knew him. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that I could if it was like somebody I knew. Like if Shay Shay ran for president, I feel like I could be like, "Hey Shay Shay, that's some dumb shit, dog." Like I wouldn't even have to. Like, you probably, you know, it's funny. You probably could. Like, yo, nigga, you. <laughs> so you really about to like? You really about to do this shit? Like that's you wild, dog. Like that's dumb. Like, I feel like if but, if one of us becomes the shot, president, all shot, of us are the president. They shot our <laughs> drone down, bro. They shot our drone down. What am I supposed to do? I'm I'm not no bitch. I'm not gonna <laughs> let them just shoot our drone down. But this is, I, this is what you do, dog. That you send would be the, another that drone the over there. Too. You send another drone over there with like a care package of like just trolling shit. Like just drop a fucking care package full of memes and shit, bro. Like that's what you do. So so I'm just supposed to like just forget about this drone that they shot down. Like, Absolutely. First of all, why was that drone even there? My national security advisors are telling me that we need to strike them back because it Man, looks like it makes us look strong. Fuck all of them. You're right. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> are you guys are you guys ready for this week's Ask for Friends? Oh yeah. I, even though I do have an update for last week's last episode. All right, re- refresh everybody on what last week's Ask for Friend was. So last week's Ask for a Friend is that there was a girl who wanted to tell her friend that she was talking to this dude that she liked essentially they both they all worked at the same place um the girl went after the dude but the dude went after her instead and she wanted to know if she should tell her and our advice was that the dude should tell her so she could play it off like it was his idea mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. all right so what's the update Okay, so the update is that they actually took our advice for a change can we get applause for someone who actually what? takes our advice what they took our advice they took our advice i'm really hoping this turned out good then so apparently it turned out terrible actually (laughs) oh no (laughs) i was no (laughs) i I was right bro i was right that she was gonna turn up she got mad as fuck because she was like who though who she get mad at first she got mad at the girl because she was like why would she do that when she knows how i feel about him and then she got mad at the dude because he was like, he has zero respect for me because like, why would he go at my friend if he knew how I felt about her? If he, he knew how I felt about him. Like, that's just fucked up that he would just be like, oh, nah, sidestep over her and go after my friend. Like, she was like, that shit dead. So she basically cussed them both out hmm. um, and oh, then told them, told them that the girl was off limits. Told the dude that the girl was off limits and told the girl that she was off limits. So what the she's it, so selfish. she's making relationship decisions she's for them. selfish. 
She's so <laughs> selfish. That's like, if I can't have him, nobody oh can. Oh my God, that's so selfish. We that gave was... some, we gave some solid advice, but it blew up in everyone's face, bro. bro. And it's funny because in hindsight, the girl was like, "In hindsight, I wish I'd never asked y'all because I just wouldn't have told her, and then whatever happened, happened." <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not. That was that was good advice. Okay. No, no, she, no, your, your friend is an asshole, yeah. dog. She's like, She's at what's her sign? She just made everything about her. And this wasn't even this wasn't even about her. That's all. Man, uh, I just kind of want to. I, I kind of want to know what dude said. If he was just like, I don't even want to know what dude said. Like, it don't matter. It's the friend. Your friend is an ass. And she tell her I said it. I don't care. She's an ass. She was she was just mad. She How you get mad? You just met so the dude. So you like him a little bit. He don't like you back. Let your friend have him. Like what? That's come on now. She she's just selfish. If I can't have him, nobody can. That's like that's five year old exactly, behavior. Hey bro, that's exactly the stance that she took too. That's what it's like. I can't have him, nobody can. That's not how life works. You don't have you don't have like ult- claim forever over people. That man is a human being. He is a human being. You can't just <laughs> deny him what he wants because the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> you know what I want. <laughs> because because he don't want you. What yeah, type, of, type of bullshit is that? I would tell the friends, so can I get some like rebuttal advice? I would tell her, do what you want to do anyway. Me though. I mean... She, not your she don't want you to be happy. I second that because you're grown. She, yeah, she, don't, she, don't, do. she doesn't have your happiness in her best interest. Nope. That's all I'm saying. It's all Because it's all about her. Man, look how Shay Shay flipped it. That's what happens like when you detain your masters, okay? She, My she, man flipped it on her. He says she doesn't have your happiness. She That's why Shay Shay is another she one you need to worry about. Your Randolph and Shay Shay, they they bad, bro. They got, they be selling streams, bro. <laughs> he thought of that one too quick on his feet, bro. That's dangerous. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, because like, nah, she don't. Mm-mm. All right, so well, this week's Ask for a Friend is actually on a more interesting and hit, me, hit me with the intro. Hit me with the intro. Where? Well, who? Oh, really? That's how you feel. And the guys be like, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. All right, bro. Hit us with that fire. Okay, so it's, it's not even fire. So it's some, on some weird shit, right? So. Okay. So, uh, my minister at my church, right, is a white guy. He's married to a black lady. Um, and they have a son, right? Son is, I think, three now. Um, so he asked, um, he asked, as a white man raising a black child, what are some important lessons that I need to teach my son about being a black man? Wait, come on. He asked you this? Yeah. Well, yeah. So actually, he ended up asking my uncle, right? Because he, mm-hmm. you know, he respects my uncle, whatever. And my uncle's raised two black men so far, so he's like, I respect your opinion, right? So my uncle hit me up with this question on Father's Day, right? And I was stuck. I, you know, I didn't know, and it was crazy because I'm raising a young black man and I don't know, right? So I thought that this was a perfect question to bring to the square table because we got Shay Shay who is, you know, educating young black men. Um, and then we got Josh who was raising one, you know, um, I think that, 
you know, maybe you guys might have some insight to let him know. And why this has been such a perplexing question for me, um, and then I'll let you guys say what y'all got to say, is because I'm having a hard time identifying things that are cultural and not things that I think are important that every for, uh, man to know, young man right? To know, right? Right, 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 right. Because I just think I think there's some things that I could say that would insult his intelligence. You know, like you don't know what it means to be a man because you white. And then I say some crazy shit like he needs to know something about consent. Like every man needs to know about consent. That's not a black thing. So like I wouldn't say that to him. But I think that you know some of the things that we definitely know um, are important is you know how to deal with. Uh, people of authority like that's something that we have to teach our black men um, that you know he may not be accustomed to so that's so so I want to throw that out there you know I cheated um, this week I told y'all what I was going to ask you before so you guys can have some cool you, <laughs> I, did you I, so I totally didn't I'm be honest oh, I you're fucked in, totally bro. didn't prepare for this question I forgot this was going to be the ask for friend <laughs> oh, my man. I thought I like what? I what Shay is unprepared. No pen and paper this time. I'm unprepared. I'm unprepared. Well, it's okay. Like, it's okay because you might think of something on spot. Like I, I, I did think of something on the spot. Like okay. I, I did. I did. Right, so like okay. I think that, so the two things that I would say, um, and this is gonna sound super weird, um, but not really. I, well, I can ask a follow up question. Yeah. What does he plan on like? What this is like things that he needs to teach his son throughout life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, why does it? I think this is important. Just kind of give you guys like an example of why this is super important. So we were at an event on Saturday, um, mm-hmm. and his son walked up and called him by his first name. Mm-hmm. He answered. Um, and he thought that that he said that's fine. You know, I let him call me by my first name. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Even though that is his father. Like it's not like this is his stepdaddy or nothing. This is yeah, his no, dad. That's that, right? <laughs> you yeah. fucking. He let yeah. him call him by his name, and so. Um, you know, all the black people, it's a black church. You know, yeah, all the black like, people were oh, like, What? Waiting waiting for him to get snatched up. It, it never <laughs> came, bro. It never came. Damn it. <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> so I think that's why it's important because there's some things that he's gonna let his child get away with because culturally that's what they do. Yeah. And um, you know, it's the kind of stuff that they're acceptable with. And we always say, like, oh, that's white people shit. But like at the point that there's a white man that's raising a black child because it doesn't matter that he's mixed right and all the people out there is being triggered because i keep calling him black yeah he's mixed but at the same token when he's seen on the street he's gonna be seen as black so it doesn't it doesn't matter how you identify it matters how that means it it, it really matters on how he will be seen at first sight So, so I think like what definitely one of the things he's going to teach his son about and this would be like you know more as he gets older um, but he's gonna have to teach him about like the systems of oppression that exist for young black males, right? Like, mm-hmm. and let him know that like, yo, yeah, you're mixed, and like you have these multiple identity markers, um, but you are black, and this is what comes with that. <laughs> like, and have a real conversation, a dialogue, and like, and then also be honest and like, I mean, recognize his dad's privilege, right? Like, mm-hmm. it will come with that. And then also like teach you know his son about his oppression and some of the privileges that he will probably have more likely being a lighter complexion, yeah, um, male, right? Because there's privilege that comes with being a male. Um, so like, do you think that that would be weird coming from a white man though? If a white man is telling you, white people are, have not always been so good to you. This is your dad telling you this. 
No, I don't think it's weird. Think that'll, I, that'll come as a weird message. I don't think that's weird. I don't think so. Okay, because he's gonna have to like, it's gonna it's gonna smack the kid in the face one day when he recognizes the difference, the in the way if, that his dad is treated anything, versus how he's treated. If anything, hearing that from a white person <laughs> makes more sense because they the ones that did it. Shit, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, I like that's something that's a conversation that you're gonna have to have eventually, right? Like, as a you know father son, mm. um, and I'm pretty sure mom is having conversations as well. That's like, that's like not just a, that's not a, just a father son conversation. That's like, yeah. a, you know, mother, mother, father, son conversations. I'm just doing like, what it means to be a black male in America. Like, um, I, I think you're, I, you know, honestly though, like I thought, like, I thought about this and I was like, really? That's it. This is the only, because that's the only other, that's the only part of his identity, like, that we know of, like, as a three-year-old, that, like, it's different. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only thing that, like, black parents really got to teach their kids about that's different from, like, white parents is, like, the things that you can and cannot do as a young black yeah, it's male. Like, oppression. Yeah, like, it's things that we can't, you know. I would, you know what, funny story. So, and this is, this, this kind of ties into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. These were these these were young. This was, I was with um, my girlfriend and two of her uh, students. They went to the supermarket, right? Um, and they got donuts. And I was like, um, I was like, uh, one of them asked, "Can I eat the donut?" My girlfriend asked, "Like, it's, it's fine. She eats the donut, right? Like, she can eat the donut." And I was like, "Nah, baby, black." True. <laughs> like I was like, "Nah, she can't eat the donut. We black." Right next, you fuck around and in like 10 minutes there'll be a fucking SWAT team in here because we stole a donut or we actually mm-hmm. ate a donut we ain't paid for but like like those type of things are the things you kind of got it was funny like I didn't realize the girl hurt, hurt me when I said it even though like I said it loud like it was but like later on when we was in line I was doing something she was like yo staring remember you black and I was like shit you right and like I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what I was doing but I was doing so I was messing around with something she was like you black and I was like Girl, you right. You right. Before I fuck around and get shot up in here, um, but like, he's gonna have to check his kid on certain. Let his kid know like it's certain things you can't do because yeah, you know I me. Mean? People are gonna look um, at you a certain way. But I think that conversation happens on many levels, right? I think there's systematic oppression that happens, but I think that it takes us. You have to take it a step further because as a kid, they don't especially at that age where they're still impacted by it, but they don't understand what systematic oppression is, right? Like my son is seven. um, He would never be able to comprehend that conversation, right? But what he will be able to comprehend is that, you know, the shit that your white friends do and get away with, you're not going to be able to get away with. Mm -hmm. And that's just because of the way that people look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you throw a temper tantrum in school, people immediately think that you have a mental health issue. They think you're ADD, ADHD, whatever. Or right now, kids, now they call it cops. Yeah, or they call now, it cops. Now, like, you throw a temper tantrum in school, you get you uh, can get arrested uh, for dis- disturbing um, the the flow of school or some mm-hmm. shit like that. It's a it's a crime now. Like, and if you throw that, a temper tantrum in school, you get arrested. And this can happen as you seven or eight, right? But yeah. you're a seven or as eight a, year old white kid, kid, do it. It don't. Yeah. It ain't gonna be no. You'll be in time. Timmy's, Timmy's just having a day. <laughs> you know? Timmy's so, having a day. Let him have, let him, we're going to ignore Timmy. Timmy's going to have his day. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what they right. do. Right. And so right. I think that it's important that you know he has that conversation. That you have to understand your situation. You have to have situational awareness, even at that age. Like you have to understand that the way that people are going to look at you in this situation are not the same as how they're going to look at somebody else. But that's now, how that's, you spend that lesson. Yeah, that's that's something you got to teach him though. So you yeah. got to teach him that. You know, right? But uh, there's still a, a conversation that you know a much younger age that you're going to have to have that conversation. I don't know, Josh. What you think? Um. Well, one, yes, I agree with everything both of y'all just said. And like when I thought about it, thought about it, the example I came up with was kind of like you have to be aware, like you said, of the things that you do, um, and the way you react when you notice somebody reacting to you. All right. So, for example, you're at a store or you're walking on the street and you see some white lady walking on the street as she passes you she clutches her purse or you're in the elevator and they try to stand as far away from you as possible and you're like like in the corner corner yeah like, the, like when they the try corner, to like, like squeeze their whole body yeah, into like, the corner corner like what are you doing like why are you trying to separate <laughs> your me and you with your luggage like i'm not you here to hurt you further to get to my into the corner of that elevator young lady i'm sorry right and so what we see a lot of time nowadays is that you know young black people are recognizing that and then they're reacting to it in a way that's like, yo, like, why do you, why are you doing that? Like, I'm offended now because you're doing that. And that only now escalates the situation. So the world we currently live in, like, they were wrong, but by you escalating it, now you will automatically... I disagree with you on that one, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, I disagree with you on the, es- the escalation part. I, and it's just, maybe it's just me and my more, like out there but i'm just i'm calling you out on your bullshit that's not i don't think that's escalating it i'm just letting you know that you're a fucked up person i acknowledge your microaggressions and you're a fucked up person for it you don't need to do it i'm not here to hurt you but uh, no no like i'm not saying that that's wrong like if you call huh? them out you call them out but you have to understand that you will also be it will be reciprocated from them and then at the end of the day you will be the one looked at as the aggressor Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, actually, like, I absolutely. So, agree. like for me, when I think about these things, I'm always thinking about like what do I need to tell my son to make sure that he comes home alive, or that he comes home, or that he does not get arrested. And we have to acknowledge that their microaggressions are wrong. At the same time, I I don't care. I want my son to have his life. So, what I have to teach him is to bite the bullet, be the bigger man. You know, like that's the shitty part about it and right now there's no way of getting around it like that's how people react um the other thing that i thought about was how much work a black man or a black woman has to do to even be looked at as being equal to their white peers who may even be doing less than them like you have to work twice as hard to get to the same place and like to be better poised, you got to be more well-read, you know, you got to be smarter, faster, more well-spoken, all those things, like, you have to, he's going to have to do just to be able to say, oh, now I will invite you in, or, oh, I will give you this job interview, just because he is black, like, that's just how, that's, that's the life or the world we live in. But at the same time, you should also teach him to be him and be his true, authentic self at all times. Absolutely. I, I think, and I think he's, he should he should make sure that that's something that he teaches him as well. Like be your be your, like be you, um, unapologetically you, 
and your your true authentic self no matter where you are who you're around i think that's important to teach young black boys um because i think so often young black boys are told that they have to kind of like yo you gotta tone it down because you're black like oh be yourself because you're black like and i'm i've I've got i've got it you know i like i've and the reason why i say is because i've got into a space where no matter where i go um and who i'm around i feel comfortable i finally i finally feel comfortable being my true authentic self right but like nobody told me that i could be that way growing up um and no, nobody as nobody taught me as a young black boy to like really be my true authentic self. It was like, yo, Darren, when you do this, you gotta act this way. Or yo, when you go in the military, you gotta act this way. You gotta subscribe to this idea of what it means to be a person. Like and at like all those times, like I was doing that <clears throat> as a young black male growing up. When I was going to Central and Philly, like and I was around white people, I acted one way. Um, and then when I was like, you know, in the military, I had to act this way because this was what was deemed of a professional military officer. And now I exist in spaces where I can be my fucking self all the time. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not really code switching because I don't give a fuck about if you are getting my code or not. This is me. This is who I am. And I feel like a lot of young males, a lot of young black males, are told not to behave that way for because of the fears of them, everything it is, and then they grow up. <clears throat> having suppressed part of their identity and who they are to fit in. And I, I, I'm at this point in my life where I'm arguing, is this what we really should be telling young boys to do, right? There is that balance between like, this is what you need to do to be safe, but like, this is what you need to do to exist in your own, I think, authentic trueness. I think in a perfect world, I think what you just experienced I think not in a perfect world, but I think in the world that we live in, I think what you just express is exactly what we have to continue doing. We have to continue to teach them those lessons as they're growing up as a teenager, as a young adolescent, because they're not going to understand the nuance of what you're saying now. But I think once you, once they go into the college level and they, you know, or if they don't go to college, but once they start to matriculate into their young adulthood, I think that you can start having those conversations with them because they understand those lessons before and how code switching was a, you know, and, and being appropriate in certain environments got them to certain places. So they can be, be their authentic self, but also understand that there's time and place in certain things. So like, you're not gonna be at work calling everybody a nigga. Like, that's not what you're gonna do, even if that's your authentic self, like you're not gonna do that. So I think there's like some things that like, they don't really, they have to be in a space to accept that part of that lesson, right? And so I think that, yeah, yes, us at, you know, 29, 30, we definitely are open enough with ourselves and know ourselves enough that we're able to take that step and really be who we are all around because we're not this ratchet motherfucker when we're not at work, you know what I'm saying? But like, I think at 21, and I can only speak more myself, I think at 21, if I was being who I was unapologetically 24 seven, I probably would not be where I'm at right now. I would agree. <laughs> I could almost, I could probably agree. That's probably the same for all of us. But like, I'm just caught because it takes a long time for a child to grow up. And yeah. we're talking like, we are, you know, now understand those things, like you said, at 29, 30. But when I was 15, 16 year old teenager walking around at the mall with my white friends, like I acting a certain way, I'm going to be treated differently. Yep. And how do you protect and teach your kids to be able to do that and go out that go out there in the world on their own when you're not there 
to be able to survive in that. And like sometimes when black people are their authentic selves, they aren't looked at as just being a 15 or 16 year old kid. That's true. Like, you know, it's it's interesting that you said that because I asked my uncle, I said, when do you think is a good time to have that conversation with your child? Because, you know, I tell my son now that, you know, if he's scared or he feels like he's in danger, he can call 911, you know, look for a police officer, whatever. I tell him that he's seven. Right. I said, so what, at what point do I flip that and go, you know, not all police officers have your best interests at heart. Right. They may actually look at you as the threat. Um, and he said to me, it's when he no longer looks like a child at first place. Um, and I think that that could be for some kids as early as 10, you know, 10, 11. I got yeah. some kids, you know, that I work with in foster care, that, you know. 11 years old 12 years old they look like they could be 16 17 maybe even 19 man like and even even young girls now even with all these hormones and shit like they even look older right so i, I think that i think what you're saying josh is you, you miss spot on man but i think this conversation is something that we're gonna have to continue to do and and i want to get to a place where shay shay is where you know we can teach our kids at a young age be you 24 7 but I think as long as we have to continue to send them out in the world, that means them more harm than good. I don't think that we can really tell them that until they're ready. Yeah, I mean, like that's why I said, like I was at a, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like debating, like which one, which one is more important, like, and like which one holds more weight. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like now at 29, if I got in an altercation, like a police officer was trying to flex. I'm just gonna go with the process, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna like curse him the fuck out. Like this is police brutality, like you fucking you don't have a right. I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna go that route right now. Because I'm trying to get home, right? But I think at twenty one, if you had told me that I could just be whatever the fuck I wanted to be all the time and the police are wrong, I might have turned up on them, bro. Yep. <laughs> then you guys would be wearing a, you know, Justice for Darren t shirt, bro. I don't you know, I don't need that. You know, I don't need that. I don't That's need right. That, so you know, that was this week's ask for a friend you know we could talk about this for hours um, but i you know i'm really interested in what you guys think because i'm gonna i mean we're definitely working on a list of things that we can give him so that he can work with that so if you you know any of our listeners have something that you or especially if there's somebody that's multiracial you know saying that you learned as a kid and you think that that's important for him yeah. to know i definitely am super interested to hear that you know you yeah, can text us or dm Twitter, us or whatever Twitter yeah. spirit. you gotta tweet that john out yeah, so like start a thread. Yeah, what they do? Yeah, start threads on Twitter. All right, Twitter so, threads. Uh, that might be my. That might be how I become famous on Twitter. That is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, so Shay Shay, you guys heard him screaming at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Shay Shay want he want to talk about what what we've been owed as black people for all this bullshit we've been going through for all these years. Shay Shay, I want, want my restitution. So, so what, what, what are we talking, Shay Shay? It's no longer yeah. 40 acres and a mule, is it? Damage. Is it 40 acres and a mule? You, you going to be a I farmer I want my now? 40 acres and a mule. Do you really? I want my land. Absolutely. Low key, 40 I acres, I don't too. want the mule, dog. I don't want the mule. Ah, I want the mule, too. Bruh, so um, th- this past week, right, June 19th, right, mm-hmm. they uh, had a house judiciary subcommittee hearing. Yep. On reparations, right? For descendants of slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and there was a couple people came up here, came up there. Uh Hisa Coast, Danny Glover, right? And like argued on behalf of why African Americans descendants of slaves should receive um, reparations. Like, so we talked about this. Like, um, there have been a couple of 
presidential nominees. You know, presidential nominees have said like, you know, yeah, we should get we should have reparations, and I'm just like, why not? Yeah, why why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not give us us free and give us us money? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, especially African slaves, like it's old. If they did it for Jews, they did it for Japanese, right? Um, shit, they gave uh, slave owners reparations when they freed slaves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why why not why not give slaves to slaves? Um, and then like a lot of people would be like, well, how do we pay for it? Or who do we decide who gets it? And don't get me started on that. But, but what are you guys thoughts? Like, what are y'all thoughts on uh, reparations and how the United States government should proceed? So I believe that reparations are definitely owed, right? I think that they definitely should be given to descendants of slaves. But where I am kind of torn is what does that look like, right? Um, Because I know some of us would just want, you know, financial, you know, everybody gets, let's say, you know, $10,000 for your slave work. Um, And I think that as a country, well, I think it's twofold. I think what I'm confused about is twofold. What does that look like and what will what will America accept? So I think if it was just like flat out, everybody's getting $10,000, I don't think that that will ever pass, right? I don't think anyone will be, and even though that's such a small figure that everybody gets, I don't think that'll ever pass. But maybe if it was something that was like, will kind of shorten this gap in um, equality, not equality, but... Um, between you know our white peers and black people, maybe if the education was free, right? If you went to um, public, any co- public college is free for a uh, for your undergrad. So maybe that would be something that people would be willing to accept um, and and move forward with, um, because I think free education is where we're probably headed, you know, in a couple decades anyway. But you know, I just I'm trying to think what what do I what do I want, right? Um, and what do I think is fair that would definitely pay what we're owed? You think about you know how long we were in slavery after slavery was ended, how long we were you know put as indentured servants, you know all these fucking segregation, all these laws and shit that put us in uh, you know put us back. And fucking jail to put us right back on the plantations you freed us from like all the bullshit we went through what is a decent like what is a number what is a number that you could say hey i fucked y'all up for you know a couple decades i i think you should get a meal and and continue <laughs> and continue to sh- <laughs> bruh we hang y'all for whistling at our women how much how much does that how much do we get because the holocaust i think was so interesting because it happened and they paid them you know and even though blacks died during the holocaust the jewish population they were paid for that america apologized for intervening too late right they apologized i don't know and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong have they ever apologized for slavery no they just always no, acknowledge no. that they that's always a, say that our, it was a our, very sad time that was in our, the history. our original sin this country's yeah. original sin yeah, but they never say we're sorry never mitch mcconnell he, he, he so uh senate majority leader mitch mcconnell like he came 
He gave a press conference. He said that we should. I don't. We don't. I don't think we should be having this conversation. I mean, you know, we fought a civil war over this. Um, we passed the civil rights bill. We elected a black president. Like we don't need to be having. Like we don't need to be talking about reparations. I feel like that's like what? that's that was like literally his response. Um. How do, how how sway? How do I we guarantee have- you his justification is that we did all these things so that makes up for it. That's that's exactly yeah. what that oh. means. Like we got a black president, so you can't tell me that you're disenfranchised. Like nigga, what? Yeah, one made it through, and the whole time he was president, you guys fucking hated him. He, he said he wasn't even American. <laughs> yep, and you guys say he wasn't American. Say he's from Johannesburg. But it's, it's but- bullshit. Like, look, nineteen nine, just in nineteen ninety, the year we were born. Yeah. The USA paid Japanese Americans 1.6 billion dollars, which yep. came out to be about 20 but grand a pop. That was for interning oh. them yep. during World the War II, yes. right? Like for a couple years. So I was we, 20. We, but so you see that what I'm saying though? That was a couple years. They got 20 grand a pop. That's not justice for us. You know how long? How long? <laughs> to go, it, it just, that's why I don't know. And I think that's why America fights back. If I'm playing devil's advocate, I think if I was America, I would say no too. Because, because if we had to pay, pay niggas reparations with the only stipulation was you have to be an African descendant, a, a descendant of a slave, that we go, they would make education free before they did that shit. They would go broke as shit. Hell, bro. Like, what are you talking about? We trillions of dollars debt? We don't got that kind of money as a country. <laughs> it can't do it. It can't do it. I agree with you. It has they to can't be, do it. It won't you know be what monetary. They could do? It can't be monetary because that just, that'd be, that'd say, look, just give me the country. Because at this point, so, I don't know how much America is worth, but based on our debt, it ain't that much. Oh, well, check honesty. me out, Josh. What if they were like, we will buy you a house? And land in Africa, and you have to, but you have to go back. But you gotta leave. But you gotta go back. Yep. Bruh. You taking that reparations? Mm. House and land. Because they, they send you back where they got you from, right? And they give you land and a house. All you gotta do is go. If my niggas coming, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. That's all you gotta do is go. <laughs> And you honestly, it would cost them less money if they did that too. It would because not that many niggas will go. Nope. And the no. cost of living is much lower in some places in Africa too. Mm-hmm. So it depends on where mm-hmm. they get to, where they where they go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the United States wouldn't do that because if you send all these black people back to Africa with everything that they know about America, they the U.S. will not be able to do anything else in Africa. We would not let that shit stand. Ain't no way. Oh, but I mean, that's that's on them, dog. That's on them. We could roll out. Atlanta could just pick up and leave. Yep. You know, and we could just. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Atlanta. Fuckers that have no music no more. <laughs> like, y'all can have y'all banjos. Yeah, bro. Well, you got to import our shit in now, bro. Like, y'all thought y'all was getting these these blood diamonds? No more, bro. We could really want do that. Oil? Hey, man, nah. I might be I might be bullshitting right now because of that mai tai I had at Red Robin. But listen. We could build Wakanda off this. If if America would do this, we could literally move all the African Americans that's willing to get the fuck. We can get the fuck. 
move to someplace in Africa, right? Hold it down, rename it Wakanda, elect Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? <laughs> and then, bro, it's like a paradise, bro. I feel like we talked about this before when we was talking about Killer Mike's show and how he tried to start yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. this is, but America will be footing the bill, so it's a little bit different. That's true. <laughs> uh... Bro, this might be lit. I'm not even going to hold you. I would... I would really really think about it like as yeah, long as i, I had a I way of sustaining my family and life yeah. and making money like yeah I'm sure for africa yeah dog i would i would, I would actually Let's i would go. consider it yeah i would consider it um so that would, i mean that would be that would be one avenue for them to go i wonder how um, how many of our listeners would go back i doubt maybe i, I mean if i'm being honest I think less than 40% of African Americans in the US will go. I think I would agree with you. Only I think I would agree with you, but I do think there's more of an uptick of expats going on. Like I think people in our generation and younger mm-hmm. are like being an expat of the US is is more of a realistic thing. Like we would have never thought like, yo, I'm just going to move to another country and I'm not yeah. coming back. Oh, here's my real question, right? Because I've been reading a little bit about this Statue of Limitation, right? Statue of Limitations for what? If they move me to Africa, can Sally Mae still get her student loans back for me? <laughs> That's a really good question. Like, if you, if you move to another know. country, like, That's do you still have a little bit more, bro? Do you still have credit? Like, does Experian and, and Equifax work over in London? Like, is that, bro? <laughs> This might sweeten the deal a little bit more, bro. Because then out the gate, they're paying off my student loans and giving me a house. That was I'm, I'm curious. I'm... Oh, so never mind. I, I, I'll tell you. That'll be my unpopular opinion. How to get rid of your student loans. Because <laughs> I figured it out. How's that an unpopular opinion? Because when I tell you what it is, you could be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I think that I mean the conversation of reparations. I think that why it's going to be continued to be something that's just like played it, but never really digested, is because people don't know what we don't know as a collective what we want as reparations. Nobody's going to fit any monetary like oh I'm just going to give you. We're just going to give the African American population twenty mil like that's not happening, right? It's not. And then I think the third thing is they're going to say, well, how do we know? That's like, how do we know you are a descendant of slavery? Yeah. Well, African ancestry, DNA, all them 33 and me, whatever it is, they definitely can figure out where we came from. So I don't know. uh, You can can find out, like, who's a descendant Mm -hmm. of slavery. Um, I mean, they had had wrecked it when, when slavery ended. Like there was records, yeah. They had records, and they like they, you know, to this day they still have slave owners' documentation of the slaves that they own, like mm-hmm. where they came from and where they went. Like there's, there, you can, we can figure it out. We, they just don't want to. They don't want to. Yeah, so that's the argument that they make. That what would you do if they were like, yeah, we giving reparations to everybody. Everybody's gonna make thirty thousand dollars. All you gotta do is go down to your to the police station. Let's just say the police station. And they're going to hand you $30,000 if you black. You just have to come 
and get your little DNA jump done. So they do your DNA and you find out you're actually not a descendant of a slave. How you gonna act, dog? <laughs> Bruh, your ass actually... It was worth a try. You came from... Uh... Bruh, how you gonna act? Right, bruh, you... You know, so... I'm be mad. <laughs> Being there, like, well, there ain't no difference between any of us. Only difference was a was a was a was a boat ride, a boat stop. Yeah, that's it. That's the only difference. Hey, that's true. That's true. That's so do those do they get reparations too? Like, if somebody was dropped off at Jamaica and then their family, you know, came over here, Jamaica's or if they were in the United States, I know it's not, but I'm just saying if it, but they were they were moved because of the slave trade, right? Give, give all black people reparations. Just all black people, okay? Like, 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 you know, as long as you was. From here, your people you can establish that your people been around since like 1900. Like, you okay, because <laughs> I can establish here, that. It went I know, <laughs> I got I, my my grandma, my great grandma was born in 1906, mm. and she came from South Carolina during the Great Migration. And I know that before 1906, her great her grandma was somebody's slave on a South Carolina plant, plantation. Okay, okay. okay. Right. So as long as your peoples was here for the bullshit, they was here for the <laughs> bullshit. They get it. Now, if your yeah, people came in from like Nigeria in like 1970, that don't count. Okay, oh, that's but... not a. De- <laughs> yeah. Bro, why no, not, dog? That can no, count. They was here for don't... some of the bullshit. Nah, 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 that, nah. They, that don't count. Didn't you got, that you crack, had that crack epidemic happened during it when they flooded. Yeah, but we not, we not. They, oh, man, they was here yeah. for the shit. They were. They, they was here for them. some shit, but they wasn't here for the shit. So my what I'm saying is, since see why we'll never get reparations, <laughs> right? Because then you, then you got people that was like, well, technically your family was up north, so y'all was free the whole time. Nah, they wasn't bro. free, too, bro. That's the big. They wasn't. They wasn't. They weren't free. They weren't free. It was Mar- Maryland was a slave state. Yeah, Delaware, exactly. Delaware was a slave state at some point, right? Like those, they were slave states. That's that so lines a lot higher than Negroes think, bro. Yeah, for real. That bitch did not stop in Virginia. It did not, <laughs> not at all. Anyways, well, <laughs> they just abolished it a little earlier than the rest. But they, they were slave states at some point. Don't yeah. get twisted. They still were saying, no. look, I look. Now this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm not a. I'm, I am not a policymaker. Yeah. Um. I am not uh, an expert on reparations. Mm-hmm. I am. That's not. It's not my thing. Yeah. However, I think that black people should get reparations. I don't care how they do it. I know that the United States Congress has the means and whereabouts to figure it the fuck out. Okay. And that's all I'm saying that they got to do. I don't care where they go get the money from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I, I do care. But like, just like a little bit, like I, I kind of care. But I don't care how they organize it. Get something done. Make it happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm for it. Let's make it happen. I think black people should get reparations. And the reason why is because I think that this country owes black people a significant debt. You know what's funny? I I would tell you, look at um, one of the best explanations of why black people should get reparations. Um, the Daily Show. Trevor Noah. Yeah. The other day, gave the most perfect explanation of and like, he wouldn't why. even get it. Right. He, he, he wouldn't. Would. But like he made he made like the, the best case for like 
why why black people should get reparations somebody some somebody a, a, a white audience member i assume and asked like shouldn't white people get reparations for like the deindustrialization of america and like that's made like poor white people i mean white people poor in certain areas is like no and it, he tried like so <laughs> he explained what? it oh, okay, so good. i know dumbest shit i ever heard in my life well, white people should get reparations because we fucking created computers that took our jobs. Like, fuck no, that's not how this shit works. That's not. <laughs> were your family members killed because just because that's they were black and were picking works. cotton too slow? What? But, but, but like Trevor Noah explained it, and I would do it injustice trying to re-explain what he said. So I'm just gonna tell you how to go watch that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes the most sense. And yes, like they they just need to figure it out, make it happen. Well. I, I'm with you, bro. On that same token, since we can't get reparations, I'll tell you guys how to steal your reparations. <laughs> this week's un- unpopular opinion. Uh, this week's unpopular opinion is that paying your student loans is, is better than getting them given. It, it, it's better than doing this shady shit that's been going around the internet to get rid of them. Like, I don't know if y'all seen these posts where people are like, all oh, my debt disappeared and all you got to do is call me, ask me how... Okay, this is how they're doing this. Each state has a statute of, of limitation, right? So the if you don't make any payments on your student loans, so let's say like some states, it's like 10 years. So you don't make any payments for 10 years. Like you don't answer your phone. You don't pay them nothing, right? Then it, it's gone too far. They can't sue you for the money anymore. And nine times out of 10, depending on how much you owe, they're not going to anyway, because it's going to cost them more to fucking go after you. So since it's past the limitation of them being able to sue you, it just falls off your credit. Now, debt collectors will still be coming after you for this money because you still technically owe it, but no one can sue you for it. So that's how it falls off your credit and all that shit. And you say it disappeared. It didn't disappear. You still owe this shit. It's just that now these niggas got to find you to get it. It's risky as fuck, because if they do sue your ass, I'm so confused. So what they do? You just stop paying? Yeah, you just don't pay. It's just like, just like if you had, there's anything on your credit. If you owe anything on your credit after like five to ten years, it'll fall off. Yep. You still owe it, but it'll fall off. Yep. You just gotta make no payments. I'm talking zero payments. You gotta keep ducking and dodging their phone calls. You can't even answer. If the computer hears you go hello, you're fucked. So don't answer any number you don't know. You just gotta be ghost. So how do they make that? Like, how do they do that? Like, how, how do they do what? It's, it's the same for anything. Any any negative mark on your credit report, but yeah, like it that. only lasts a certain amount of time. I so it doesn't that, matter like, the dollar value. Making a business off of this. Well, they're not making a business off of it. It's just like people are saying, like, oh, all my student loans were forgiven, and here's how. Like, it's all this like bullshit. So basically, what niggas is doing on the internet is they they just flexing that they're doing this wild shit. So really, they just. <laughs> Really, pay me and I'll get it removed. Loans? Yeah, they just didn't pay their student loans. For 10 years? Well, it's different from state to state. Some states is as little as three years. Right. But and, it, and like it comes down to the nitty gritty. Like, when did you apply for your loan? So this one loan is seven years old. So that'll, that can yeah. fall off. But this other loan is only two years old. So that has to stay on. Also, so that's it. Federal loans do not fall under this. So if you have federal loans, them niggas are never going away. <laughs> <laughs> the United States will get their money. It don't matter when, where, how, 
Uncle Sam will always get shit. You owe too much, I guarantee you. Conscript to the army. We go to war with Iran. I'm calling your ass because you owe me six hundred thousand dollars. Yep. The unpopular opinion is pay your fuckers through the loans, bro. Shit, that's it. Is an unpopular opinion, dog. That is a super unpopular opinion. Especially after I give you that information, that if you don't. It'll one day fall off, but what I'm saying is just pay it, bro. You don't want these problems. Because if they sue you, don't come back to the square table like Darren told me not to pay. No, I didn't say that. I said pay it. I'm just letting you know that for all this, so you can stop looking dumb and being these people's mentions talking about how did you do it, bro? I'm giving you the juice right now. (laughs) Don't do it. How'd you find this out? Bro, because I was sitting at work. Okay. Sometimes at work, I don't do anything. I'm sorry. Okay, so I was sitting at work and I seen somebody on Twitter say, oh, all my student loans just went away. Now time to get onto my my baller shit. And I was like, all your student loans fell off. <laughs> I started researching that shit, dog. I got really deep. I got into the the, the like the dark web of Twitter. <laughs> then somebody dropped the shit that was like, oh, your SOL went through. And it was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, what's SOL? So I went to Google and Google was like, oh, shit. And I was like, SOL and student loans. And then it just bowed. I got all the juice. So, that's you're wild. welcome. That's wild. Don't do it, y'all. So, what did you guys learn today? Recap. I like to do this at the end. Pay your student loans. Don't do drugs by people that you meet at work. <laughs> Shay Shay is going to get his doctorate. Uh, remember, you're black. So, don't eat donuts in the grocery store. And reparations. We're moving back to Africa done that's the, that's the episode in like 10 seconds right there <laughs> on that note <laughs> 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 <laughs>